Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Inspirational Living Podcast. I'm Ryan Cassidy. And I'm Marianne Johansson. And welcome to all, uh, all of our listeners out there. In tonight's episode, Marianne and I will be sharing some of our personal stories with you about how we have turned to fitness to help motivate, heal, and strengthen our physical, emotional, and spiritual body. We are also going to share with you how we have learned to tune into our needs and adjust our routine according to our natural rhythm. Before we begin, I would like to just make a quick note about um, that we're going to be having our chat room open tonight, so if you have any questions or comments, you can go ahead and write into our chat room, and we'll try our very best to answer you live. I'll try to juggle both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ryan, for that. Yes, we'll definitely try, try our best. So welcome, everybody. Um, and I think I'm just going to dive right into it tonight, Ryan, and um, I don't know about you, but I feel that developing an interest in taking care of your body should start at a very young age. Like children are so receptive to ideas and they're naturally curious. So they like to learn and to discover ways of how their body works and how their body and their minds and all their feelings work together. You know, when you, when you do something like a physical activity, um, when you do a sport that you enjoy doing, it makes you feel good all over and your mind may become cleared and cleansed and, and you become more open to new ideas and you'll feel your mood elevating and you just generally feel good and you have and you feel strong and you know ready to to take on the rest of the day if you if you do sports in the morning um and you've used your body in a healthy and positive way and of course when you feel good you can inspire others around you to feel good as well so i really think it it's it's great if children learn this at a at a young age and then bring it with them as they grow up so, you know, to, to learn this correlation um, between body, mind, and, and spirit. And, you know, thankfully in many countries around the world, uh, Ryan, sports or activities is on the schedule in schools. Although I do feel it could be more, um, at least in the, in, as they grow, could also continue, you know, into the, the lower grades of school. Um, so just seeing that how when you do something you enjoy, it can boost your sense of internal happiness, you know, emotionally and, and even spiritually. Mm, yes, I, I totally get what you're saying here, Marianne. And and I do think that the entire idea of fitness for the mind, body, and soul is a huge topic. And instilling a desire at an early age to be active is important. And especially, you know, in our day and age. And you know, Marianne, as you know, my family and I just returned from uh, Cairo for the spring break. Mm-hmm. And while touring the, the pyramids and the museums, something that we noticed was that the physical portrayal of the ancient Egyptians was really fascinating. The, the pharaohs were all portrayed as being extremely physically fit and active. And, you know, it was really amazing, actually, to see how muscular they were. And our guide continued to, like, mention it over and over again, like, as she was showing us the paintings and the the statues. And she said, you know, look at how fit they were and look at how they valued uh, fitness and physical activity. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if if we look at cultures and civilizations, 
um, and ancient civilizations all around the world, we can, we can really begin to see how the concept of sport and fitness was really honored. And, you know, going back to present day, I see it now even in, in schools and especially in like the international schools overseas because being overseas, that's what I can relate to. Um, children are really getting a really well-rounded physical education, and I think that's fantastic. And the concept of being active is really valued. Um, Marianne, I know you went to, um, was it an international school um, overseas? I, you, were, you went to a, a school here in Bahrain when you were a child, didn't you? I did, Ryan. I did an international school, <clears throat> Bahrain school. And um, I, like you, I think that many schools, um, in many schools, children are introduced to a great many types of sports. And, and I certainly was when I went to Bahrain school, um, which is like many years ago now. But um, <laughs> I was around 13. And, you know, I started to play tennis as an after-school activity because we had tried it out in PE in Bahrain school. And uh, I just loved it. And I think mm-hmm. I, I maybe must too. have... An, <laughs> sorry? I said I love tennis too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I think I think I must have um, a you know a natural flair for playing tennis or something because I, I I was good at it you know from the beginning because I really enjoyed it, and I start I even started thinking wow you know I'd love to play at the Wimbledon tournament one day you know it's all going on in my head, <laughs> and but in, in that way there was a lot of layers connected with this and I think it was feeding my sense of determination and it was feeding my self-esteem and it felt good being good at something and I felt strong physically and I felt this flow in me when I was playing and you know I just loved the sound of the ball hitting the racket and seeing how it went flying over the net and um, then getting ready to move you know towards the, the ball again and so there was kind of this aesthetic feel to it as well almost and a sense of accomplishment when you won a game. And it wasn't the fact that I beat someone else. It was the fact that I finished something. I accomplished it. So I think all of these layers in me got spoken to. And this is what, what I think we mean when we, we we talk about fitness for mind, body, and soul. Because we're, we're all of these things and, and can really feed all of them. Um, and, you know, it, it was just a great feeling um, because it gave me something on so many levels um i don't know have you have you had that feeling ryan do you know do you know what i mean mm, sure yeah i know what you mean i i actually i get that feeling when i'm dancing and honestly mm. i'm not particularly the best dancer <laughs> but when taking when i take like a dance class i and i finally get the choreography right which takes me quite a while but once i finally get it right it feels like i'm really in sync with the music and the rhythm and it does feel good. And it also kind of becomes a way to to de-stress. And I notice that I turn to physical activity more and more to help me with boosting my mood. So, I don't know, it just it helps clear my mind. And I think it really helps with focusing. And I find that when I have done a sport, like dancing or swimming or yoga, I'm actually able to meditate better and to stay in that focused place for even longer period of time. And in fact, you know, Marianne, I actually read somewhere that this is why the yogis um, engaged in a yoga practice. Um, it was to prepare their body and their mind for that spiritual practice afterwards. And that once mm-hmm. we, you know, we do the poses, we're able to sit 
for a longer period of time. So, and I actually, I found yeah. this, this is actually true with children as well. Um, you know, when I was teaching, I would do um, something called brain gym with children before starting the lessons. And the kinesiology exercises that they would do would really help them to focus and to still their bodies for the lessons. So I do find that, that doing some sort of activity or, you know, active exercise does help you feel like you have, um, that you're ready to focus and that you've accomplished something or challenged yourself. So have you ever mm-hmm. heard of that, Marianne? I, I've heard about brain gym, right? Uh, but I wasn't quite sure what it was, actually. Um, but that sounds like a great idea, you know, for children so it can help them get through the school day because sometimes it's really long school days and I you know I just feel my gosh they have to sit still for so long so activating them like this in the beginning that that's a wonderful idea I hope you know they they should do this in everywhere (laughs) um you know children yeah you know they they, children like challenges and and they like to naturally use their body and and they still have that curiosity with them you know something which I trust you a lot because I'm I'm very curious about everything myself, and I know that it really opens up doors. Because if you're not afraid to to look behind something, then you you, you never know what you'll find. You know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But getting back to that um, sense of accomplishment that you mentioned, I you know I had the same feeling when I was playing handball as well, or any other sports. Because I, I I really enjoy sports, and I tried a, a few. So that me liking sports would of course help me with a sense of accomplishment uh, as you know I also have a high level of expectations for myself in the sense of accomplishing things and it's just part of my makeup I guess but you know I started playing handball at seven until I was 13 and I remember having the same sense that I later got with playing tennis and uh, the fulfillment on, on many levels and not in a competitive sort of way I'm, I'm not really fond of the way that some schools encourage the competitive aspect so you because people who don't or, or children or even adults who don't have this competitive spark in them they they it's not you know it's not nice to be part of of that i, I know my oldest son he's he's really not competitive at all well he is in some ways but in, not in sports <laughs> and so it's the same if you're uh, you know put in a situation where it's all about the competition and um more than the the enjoyment of it um you know if you're someone who's not particularly fond of sports or you don't feel very good about sports then some other kind of activity can boost your your levels you know it it's as if our body is the gateway to our mind and our spirituality and and vice versa so whatever we can find and enjoy doing with our body benefits us um so do you have maybe some ideas for physical activity other than sports Ryan anything you have done or your kids are doing that are just joyful and not competitive as such? Hmm. Well, let's see. My my eldest son, he enjoyed doing capoeira when he was a young when when he was younger. He was oh, about I, I think until he was about twelve, yeah. Um mm-hmm. and you know, he really loved the music and the dance aspect of it since it's a it's really a non contact martial art. Um he really liked that it it wasn't really competitive, and I think honestly the biggest thing is to remember that not everyone is athletic by nature. So just finding yeah. something that makes you feel good is—it's just so important. It's an important thing for your for your body and for your mind just to feel happy doing what you're doing. And mm, I don't think exactly. all kids 
Yeah, all kids shouldn't be pressured into to joining a sport. And as long as they're active in other ways, you know, like maybe taking walks outside or riding a bicycle, you know, everyone has to find something that gels with their personality and their character. So in the end, it's more, it's more about what makes them feel good and boosts their confidence and self-esteem. Mm, exactly. Well said, Ryan. I, I feel exactly the same. You know, children should never be forced to do anything that goes against their nature. And, you know, a, a little nudge or encouragement, of course, helps them um, much more to find out what they like and what they don't like. And they have to have their opinion, have the right to have their opinion about what they like and what they don't like. Um, and, you know, as an adult, I have been fairly active up until having children myself. And at that time, I was also living in Bahrain, which, um, and I find it's not, it wasn't at least a, a great place for biking because um, while I was living in Denmark before I went to Bahrain, um, I always kept myself fit through biking. I was biking to school, then college, and later on I was biking to work every day. So for years, that would be my fitness regime um, in any kind of weather also, <laughs> you know, snow or rain or storm and sunshine, you know, but, and even that <laughs> can give you a good, connection with nature when when you're out there experiencing all all kinds of weather. Mm, I love that, Marianne. It's it's lovely. It's a it's a natural way to get your exercise. And yeah. um, and you know, if, even though the roads are not really set up for biking here in Bahrain, it's funny cuz lo- over the last few years, I've talked to quite a few people who who said they've gone biking in the desert and I guess they're getting that sense of um thrill from being outside in nature and, and biking in that way. Mm. So, Great. Um, Marianne, before we continue, I just wanted to um, take a moment to thank our listeners for following our show. And um, I think we would both like to mention that last week we had some callers call into the show, and we're so sorry that we missed your calls as we weren't taking callers uh, on that show. But if you have any questions or comments and you'd like to share with us, please go ahead and email us at inspirationallivingpodcast at gmail.com, and we will do our best to reply to you. And also we'd like to mention that we are on Facebook, Instagram, iTunes, and YouTube, so please go ahead and visit our pages there and subscribe. Thank you, Ryan, for that. Um, so, so getting back into being, you know, fit and and how it combines with with our minds and and our our spirits. Um, I'd just like to to share with you, you know, like um, after having children, I was was not very active at all, Uh, at least not in sports. I I was busy with the children, yes, but... (laughs) And but I was working from home, so I could I could have actually taken the time to go do some physical fitness, you know, workout for myself, but I didn't. And I think at that time I was in a whole other process, in a kind of spiritual way. And I spent a lot of my time on research and reading and and spiritual matters and activities. And I think we go through different phases in our life, and and this was just one phase where I was not really focusing on the the physical exercise aspect. And I think it maybe comes in waves like that. So um, it's really so important to do something physical. I mean, we're built to use our body to do something with it. And, you know, just recently I took on a, a personal trainer who is working with me for 10 sessions, and I just love the way how he is incorporating natural movements into my routine and whatever movement and activity we do, he ties it together with a natural thing. He'll say, 
you know, stuff like imagine you're a tiger getting ready to jump forward or imagine that they're going to chop wood with this movement or lift a heavy object and pass it on to someone else. And I just love it. And in the way he's using the body as a natural lever or lever, I'm not sure how you say it, and for creating a natural inertia, you know. And in a way that when you do it correctly, the muscles will not get strained. I mean, this guy um, has studied in India and, and other places, and he's incorporating ancient knowledge and techniques into this modern-day fitness regime. And another aspect of it is listening to your own body uh, and knowing when to stop and um, so don't push yourself. It's essential that you listen to your own body. And I feel that our bodies are like fine-tuned instruments, and they will give us signals before they're about to to break, you know, but... Um, yeah, to feel the mm. results. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And I, and I love how you, you, you compare it to the instrument because you're right. We have to, to listen to our bodies and do, um, you know, mm-hmm. what our body is telling us that we need to do. If we need to rest, we need to rest. And, you know, at that time in your life, yeah. like you mentioned, you needed to take that time to, to study and to, to, to be more spiritual. And, and physical fitness wasn't, mm. it wasn't meant for you at that time. So, and that's okay. But... Yeah. But gosh, Marianne, I just I, I love hearing about your your journey with with the training and and um, and I can tell that it makes you happy to go out and spend some time for yourself. So that's that's important. And and I think you would agree that it's a good booster and for our mood and our self esteem to spend that time yeah. on ourselves. Oh yes, definitely one. So so worth it. <laughs> well worth it. <laughs> And, you know, I was ushered into getting starting um, getting back into some sort of physical activity again because, you know, I had this nasty flu in January that I think went global. I mean, everybody seemed to have had this very bad flu this winter. And it just got me ages to get over. And I just felt my body had gotten so weak and my posture was not good and I felt sluggish. And I just felt like, gosh, I really need to move the energy in my body around in more focused and, and strengthening ways. And I normally do a bit of yoga and I do some walking, but I felt the need to strengthen my core, you know, and my posture. So mm-hmm. that's why I, I got on board this time. <laughs> so what about awesome. you, Ryan? How was your um how how was your activity level as a child? Thanks. <laughs> oh, uh well I mean I don't I, I don't think I was a very physically active kid or teen. I mean I played with, you know, just natural way of playing and getting exercise and, and boosting my energy. Mm-hmm. But I never really played a sport or purposefully seeked physical activity until I was um, in college. And once mm-hmm. I got to college, I could feel that I needed to find a way to burn off the pressure and the stress of studying and term papers and all the crazy collegeness of it all. So, um, so I turned to swimming uh, and tennis. And it seemed at the time like the idea of doing, you know, doing lessons for this. Um, and, it, you know, it wasn't really a big, uh, taking lessons for these things weren't a big part of my generation. Not like nowadays where kids are being enrolled in tons of sports and tons of activities. It seems like everybody's doing sports and, and Chinese and violin and everything else, uh, you know, <laughs> under the under the sun. It's it's become a cult of after school activities. It seems like it's taken over, you know. Uh, I know how I, I agree, Ron, with that cult thing. And I think, you know, on the one hand, it's great that many children many children have all these choices, so they can try out and see where the interests lie. And 
I feel all children should have this opportunity at some point, you know, to while, while they're young, to to kind of test what they like and what they don't like. Um, again, I just you know mentioned when I went to Bahrain school, we we we, we did try a lot of different sports and um, and you know the, the, there was a, apart from sports, there was also different activities like photography or journalism or art, and I don't know if that's the case today in. Uh, in that school that I went to, but you know, in my spare time, I chose to play tennis and basketball. But um, I don't know; it's just great when when kids have have. So um, option. Did you continue with with tennis, tennis and swimming, Ryan? Or when, if you did, I mean, if you are still doing it, what what made you continue? Did or did you take a break? Or <laughs> no, I, I well, in my early twenties, and for about like three years of that college education, I would wake up. Um, at five in the morning and and go to the pool and swim laps for like an hour and then shower and go to work or go to class. And at the time, my friends thought, you know, I was absolutely crazy (laughs) because they would be up all night and and they would sleep as much as they could in the morning. And I was the complete opposite. And I'd sleep early and I'd get up early. That was my natural rhythm. And it really is still to to this day, my, my still my natural rhythm. I, I need the routine and even though some mornings um, back then were really tough to get up and go to the pool, I did it anyway because it made me feel proud. And it became my way of, you know, it almost became a meditation to me, Marianne. Like I'd swim and I'd be in the mm-hmm. water and I'd have time to to just tune in and tune inward and just reflect and and work out situations that were stressing me or things that were making me feel uneasy and... Now I actually, I, I've kind of replaced this. I still swim to this day, but not as much as I, I did when I was in college. Um, but now I have replaced the swimming with painting because now it's become my way of, of tuning in and, and that meditation. Um, but I do try to get yeah. some sports in during the week as much as I can. Mm, great, because it it is good to, to move your body, but it's, it's great and fine also to... You know, to swap um, your interest. You know, so now it's painting that that helps you to to de-stress in a, in a mental way, maybe. And you know, I think we we go through life and we we kind of adjust as as we tune into what what is good for us at the moment. And but wow, I love that you had that, that self-discipline to get up at five every morning, Ryan. I mean, that's uh, admirable. <laughs> I was younger um, then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and I, I completely understand how how that alone time and and the physical de-stressing of swimming could work. You know, not only to help calm your mind, but also to recharge your body during those college years. And you know, even more, I think now than ever, I think young adults could really benefit from taking some of these me times regularly, where, where they just go inward and do something that helps them calm their minds and reflect on themselves and, and their life. Mm, definitely. I think everybody could do with some of that. Mm. Mm. And, you know, Marianne, I still turn to swimming as my sport of choice. I mean, I really, like I said, I love being in the water. And although it's harder mm-hmm. to, to fit that daily routine into my schedule now that I'm 18 years older <laughs> and have two kids, <laughs> I still try to find um, a little bit of time um, to make some sort of sport a part of my, my life because I do feel better about myself physically and mentally when I'm able to spend a little bit of time on me in that physical way. Mm. Exactly, yeah. 
And, you know, I think at any age, actually, it's important to stay fit, both physically and mentally. So, um, yeah, I mean, did, did you always, uh, I think I asked you already, but so you, you kind of took some a few breaks away from, from doing sports. And did you do something else in between then, other activities? Mm. Well, kind of like you, you know, when I had my kids, um, well, when, I, when I had my first son, when he was first born and I was working full time, I felt like I didn't have time to even, honestly, to breathe. So going out mm. again after work to go to the gym or to the pool to do laps was like something I was just not ready to to do. And I had to let it go. And to be honest, I didn't want to spend any more time away from my son, which, you know, now that I look back on it, I think I could have you know, it could have probably helped me to relax and, and distress um, and unwind and just to have that time. But at the time, I felt really guilty for leaving him anyway to go to work. So leaving him with a babysitter to go to the gym was just something at the time I wasn't prepared to do. So I did take a break mm. at that time. Yeah. Well, good point, Ryan. And I think many working moms can definitely identify with that feeling of uh, you know, it's a kind of a catch-22 situation. You feel guilty for wanting to do something for you when you have small children who need you, but you also do need to take care of your own needs to help you um, stay calm and happy as that, you know, in turn rubs off on your children again in a good way. So I think, and, you know, I'm saying this, and uh, and I'm not good at schedule things, scheduling things, <laughs> but maybe for those <laughs> moms who, who do have a lot on their plate, you know, maybe taking the time to make a schedule and make sure to plot in time for everybody. And I, I always try to improve my time management skills. And um, and just this past Easter holiday, I actually took time with my two boys and got in front of our whiteboard with a marker. And I plotted in the 10 days of Easter break and made a list to the right with everybody's wishes or needs for what they wanted to do, including my own. And then I started filling in the days. And, you know, it, it did work out very well, actually. You know, I didn't feel guilty when my time slot came in because I could see that an hour later or an hour before, I had spent time with my boys or with one of them. And it, it all worked pretty well, actually. And, you know, my boys are 9 and 14 years old now, and I realize it's more difficult when our children are smaller. But uh, maybe it's an idea that can be adjusted to fit other circumstances as well, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this, and and it was such a good suggestion, and uh, and I remember you suggesting su- suggesting that I do this with uh, my kids, because I was thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to entertain the kids <laughs> for the entire <laughs> spring break? <laughs> but yeah. then we ended up traveling, and so that threw our whole schedule off completely. But um, yeah. it's really a great idea, Marianne, so that you don't feel that guilt, you know, for taking time for yourself exactly. to be active or just to rest if your body needs to just rest, you know. As yes, I've said it many times, exactly. you know, I think I, I, I swear I'm not promoting Netflix, but <laughs> I kind of am. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> open up Netflix and just relax a little bit if you need to and don't feel guilty. Yes, but, you know. Exactly. So. Just listen to your, well, to your needs and your body. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I hope that uh, we have given all of our listeners some interesting facts about our personal journeys with fitness for our mind, body, and soul. And I think it's safe to say that we both, although we're not fitness gurus by any means, (laughs) we certainly have enjoyed incorporating fitness into our uh, routines and our daily practice. 
And we've mm -hmm. discovered that it helps to boost our self-confidence and it allows us a chance to tune inwards and that the more active we are, the clearer we feel and the more prepared we are to face the challenges of daily life since being physically active helps us reduce the stress and the worry. So, so we hope that uh, you could relate to some of our stories and we would really love to hear about your own journey with incorporating fitness into your daily routines um, and helping balance your mind, body, and spirit. So please, please just uh, email us at inspirationallivingpodcast at gmail.com um, because we'd love to hear from you. And we hope that you will tune into our show next week, um, one week from today. Right. Thank you, Ryan. And um, with that, I think we have to uh, say thank you for tonight. Thank you, everyone, for staying with us. And we'll leave you with a roomy quote. The inspiration you seek is already within you. Good night, everyone, and thank you. Thank you, everyone. Good night.